Hello, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I am your host, R.T. Fleming. I'm here to help you find your next digital pick from the golden age to the present. Since I was a kid, I have been reading comics, and I have never lost my love of comic books. I try to pass on that excitement for comic books to others, always looking for that next fantastic read, or discovering an old favorite. Hello and welcome to episode 30 for Monday, May 9th, 2022. And returning in for the first time, thank you. I hope you stick around. No, I really do mean that. See, I have three, possibly four episodes coming out this week, either promoting a Kickstarter campaign or an indie comic book. Since I started the podcast last year, one of my goals has been spotlighting more creators and publishers outside of the big two. If you're a regular listener, thank you for the support. And again, new listeners, please stick around. I try to do a different type of podcast where interviews and episodes are short, usually 30 minutes or less. I don't want to waste your time or sound like another talking head. Now, there's nothing wrong with talking head podcasts. It's just not me is all. However, I'm aware there are tons of comic podcasts and it's hard to stand out and find your own niche. If you like what you hear, Spread the word. Review and rate the podcast. Look at the show notes and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media. If you don't like what you see and hear, let me know. I want to hear from you all about it. The good, the bad, the not so good. Everything you like and don't like about the podcast. See, the more listeners who tune in, the more you might check out a new comic book or help fund a a Kickstarter campaign. Now you're free to message me on Instagram, Twitter, or email me at fantasticcomicfan, all one word, at gmail.com. Let's get on with this episode of the podcast. Hello, welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Today, my guest is Adam Valenta, Walenta. I knew I was going to screw that up as soon as I started that. Uh, he is starting a Kickstarter campaign called Punk Taco. Before we talk about that, what I want to know, Adam, is how you got into comic books and what was your start? Uh, my start into comics was just my love for reading and my love for artwork. So as long as I could even remember existing, I always loved art and, and drawing. And from there, you know, start learning how to read and looking at pictures and words and Really, it's that simple. I mean, I, I got my first comic book probably around the age of five or six years old, which was an amazing Spider-Man comic, and I've been hooked ever since. Um, you know, as as I continued to draw, people kind of just associated me with being an artist, and then I just assumed I was an artist. <laughs> so you know, you go through high school, and then you go to co- I went to college for art, and while I was in college, I. Um, actually was lucky enough to get an internship at Marvel Comics and that started my professional career first as a colorist and an editor and then I went on to publish my own books uh, for many years and um, I'm continuing to do so now. Sometimes I work for other publishers, sometimes I do it myself, it just depends on the project. Um, so really the everything just stems from a love for reading, art, and just you know the, the, the love for books in general, all books. So you have this Kickstarter campaign going on called some crazy name called Punk Taco. <laughs> That's right. And it looks like, according to this, it is also um, 
a kid-friendly comic book. Is that correct? It is. It's for all ages. So I created it with my son when he was five years old. How old is he now? He's 10 now. How does he feel about this? How does he feel about tacos? Oh, he well, loves tacos. Punk tacos in general. <laughs> oh, well, he, he loves it. He, I mean, he's a big part of the creative process. He loves seeing the book in print. He loves going with me to conventions and meeting the people who enjoy the book. Um, we were lucky enough, you know, we created it as a, as a, as a passion project for me. My son, like I said, he was five at the time. I was actually in the middle of another graphic novel that I ended up putting on the shelf even still now it's it's 200 pages drawn but i haven't gone back to it really yet uh because punk taco is taking up you know my life completely besides just being a dad uh, we get to spend time together creating we get to spend time together traveling um, promoting the book um he really enjoys it i love spending time with him and i and i the reason why i self-published it originally was because i've published through other publishers in the past and sometimes that takes a really long time as i said he was five and I knew that kids are only young once, right? So I wanted That's to capture true. that moment. I wanted to capture that moment in time with him. I wanted to share that experience with him. And we took it from being just a silly, fun idea uh, that we yeah, created. It really together. is very silly and fun because I'm just looking at descriptions. This punk taco is a lovable, sentient space taco who rocks the crop, who rocks across the universe with his fans of misfits, fighting evil and helping those in need. That's, That's right. kind of a cool concept. Yeah, I mean that that stems from my my joy of being a, a reader during the the er, the eighties. All right, the listeners have now listened to the punk taco theme song through the magic of podcast editing. Here, absolutely. That's right. So because um, Punk Taco 1 is already out and done, and that was kickstarted successfully, and, and the original Punk Taco 2 is kickstarted successfully, um, there are people who like to support what I do. So I was like, well, what can I give them, you know, something new that they that they can have? So we designed a Punk Taco coloring book with um, pages from the books, as well as all new original artwork. Um, and you know, adults like to color, kids like to color. We just thought it was something you know affordable that everybody who can support. Uh, it's something new that they can have, 
And then we also have stickers and bookmarks and other things for people too. You know, I'm going through this Kickstarter campaign, which is actually a very well done campaign. You should very, be very proud of yourself, really. Thank There's you. There's a lot Thank here. You. Now, what I want to know is how much did you pay these people to, to get their quotes on your tacos? <laughs> and I see, I see Richard Penny here, who did ElfQuest, Paul Cupperberg, John Gallagher. I mean, you must have either. You must. Have, I'm teasing you, but no. I know. I know. I know. I know. How well, do you get them? Well, I, I know. I only look like I'm 20. No, I'm, <laughs> but I've been doing this a long time. I'm 48 years old. I've been publishing since 1996, 97 on my own, just my own books. So I like. I met John Gallagher on the convention circuit when he was doing Buzzboy, and I'm a huge fan. He's a, he's a great friend. Um, uh, and then, you know, Franco, again, I've, I've met him before he blew up doing Tiny Titans. We were all guys doing independent books together. Um, and then other people I met along the way, like like Paul it, uh, lives in Connecticut. I met him at the Connecticut convention. Actually, I met Paul many years ago as a fan at that very same comic book store I told you about where I got my first job. Okay. Paul was doing Peacemaker at the time, and they, he came to the store to signed books and i have like autograph tons of autographed books by him as well as some original art from uh todd smith who drew Pe peacemaker um but it was years later that you know as a you know now that i'm a professional i met paul again and we became friends uh as far as richard Penny goes that was a huge honor because i was a huge elf quest fan uh i met uh the pennies at the first at conventions but they would never remember me because they met thousands of people but we exactly. met at the ann arbor comic arts festival where mckenna and i won um, um, best sci-fi or fantasy for the kids comics awards so you know they were at the awards show and then afterwards we went back to our booth and next thing i know uh, richard and wendy came to our booth to buy a copy of punk taco that which, was such an honor which just it was huge you. huge i mean i would have gladly given them a copy but to the fact that they you know they understand independent comics and they supported the book because the pennies really—they really are comic book royalty. I mean, because absolutely, I, I think there's a whole generation that probably doesn't understand that. But to like people in, in my age group, especially, I mean, like the fact that they've been doing it all these years and they've been at different publishers. Fans but, need to Google ElfQuest and yeah. check out their ElfQuest. And I know ElfQuest is also available to borrow from Comicsology Unlimited. I'm not sure about Hoopla, but people really do need to talk about ElfQuest. Oh future. yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the artwork that Wendy done is, is beautiful and she's a pioneer in the business. I mean, she should get crazy accolades, in my opinion, for what she's done. I mentioned a few minutes ago that you have a great Kickstarter campaign. And this is obviously not your first time around the block. So yeah. for new creators and people that are interested in doing Kickstarter, what kind of advice would you give them to do their project? Do lots of planning. Look at, look at Kickstarters that are successful. Look at ones that aren't successful. And, and the more you plan out, you know, the better you're going to be when you launch. Like I, I've made the mistake where you get as a, I'm a creative person. So being patient isn't always easy for me. I want to get the stuff out there. I want to share it with the world. Um, so take your time, you know, get your rewards ready. Get as much of the project done as you can. Uh, Punk Taco 2 is technically pretty late, actually. And that comes because we were actually we were actually very prepared. But then we got caught up in the pandemic and my family moved. Oh, there you go. Miles. Another creator using the pandemic is an excuse. Yeah, no. total excuse, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so that happened. But now I'm happy that it's done. It's at the printer. But but for other creators, if it's your first time, luckily, I have an audience that that 
kind of new. They're, they're very forgiving of me for being late this time around because I've never been late before. But if this was my first time around, I already, and I still feel guilty about it. But if you were first, well, you should. You can bother the fuck out of people waiting on bated with bated breath. I know the the kids are the kids that bought first the first one are already twenty years old now. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but seriously, if if you can take your time and and get whatever you're creating as done as much as possible, you're going to be happier about that, and so are the people who support you. So um, um, take your time, get everything ready, and then launch. That's that's my best advice. Where does Punk Taco go from here in the future? You're going to hear a pencil being sharpened. <laughs> my son just came in to sharpen his pencil. Uh, I want to say hi real okay. quick to everybody. So this is my co-creator here. This is McKenna. He's 10 years old now. Hey, how do you feel about... Wait, wait. Ask, I want to ask him a couple questions you can hear. What do you feel about Punk Taco? How do you feel about it? How do you feel about Punk Taco, he asked. Um, well, it's one of my first creation so i love it you love it yeah. <laughs> um would you like to see there be more punk taco in the future do you want to see more punk taco in the future definitely. yeah definitely so as you were saying like from where do we go from here i mean our hope is to keep doing this i, I don't know if you're familiar with books like dog man i mean yeah. this is a graphic novel for kids that has sold millions of copies and it's continuously in print so we hope that Punk Taco will continuously be in print for future generations. The reason why we made it an 8x12 hardcover is because we wanted it to be a book that can be passed down from generations. So I have many of the books that I grew up with, the Dr. Seuss books and all those children books. And now my kids, I pass them down to my kids and they read them and hopefully they will pass them down. We didn't want to make a throwaway comic that you put in a bag and board, you put it in a, in a box and you never read it again. Um, so that was our goal. And then beyond that, we hope to kind of continue in the tradition of Ninja Turtles, where Ninja Turtles was at first kind of gritty and, and, and raw. And then it went on to be an animated series and be kind of silly. And it, it attracted a whole new audience because of that. And Archie produced Ninja Turtle comics. Now IDW produces Ninja. There's a whole generation. It, it went on for generations. And as silly as Punk Taco is, we hope that it can make people laugh, smile, and give them a sense of like feel good. Uh, when they're reading it, so that it could it, we can continue through generations to do it. You know, um, you probably grew up too, but there was a long drought of many years where there's no kids' comics being produced at all. Totally. There was times where you wouldn't even give a kid an amazing Spider-Man or a Daredevil or a Batman. It was just, right. no, 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 no. You're, this is for more of a teenager. So the yeah. fact that there's actually, not just you, but there's actually a, a big effort to put more kids, kids' comics, not just kids' comics, but all ages comics out there. It's, a, it's, so really, it's really a golden age for, for comics, especially for young readers. Uh, you know what? You had to quit stealing my things. I just had a podcast <laughs> interview before this was somebody else. And one of my steals was that, and I do, I truly believe that we're in a golden age of comic books absolutely. for all ages, for all genres, for everything. It's just an amazing amount of stuff out there. They didn't have comics in libraries when we were kids. You know, and teachers did not at all want you reading. No, no way. Yeah, no way. And now I get, I love teachers. Teachers help promote my book. I do author illustrator visits with teachers all over the country, even, you know, in other countries. It's, it's awesome. And, and the great thing is, as a dad, I grew up loving, you know, the classics. You know, I'm still a huge Jack Kirby fan and I love new stuff as well. But I got to say that the kids comics are so well written nowadays. I almost enjoy them more 
than yes. the Marvels and the DCs. Like I look forward to reading a new all ages book with my kids more yeah. than I do the latest issue of Spider-Man. <laughs> I was talking, um, again, um, I just interviewed um, Sit Comics, which does good stuff too. That's a plug for Sit Comics. Anyway, um, and my thing with current comic books is that everything that happens, there's no reason to happen. There's no, everything's like a non-event. It's just about a sales figure. There's no ramifications. There's nothing that upsets the status quo. I was reading, I don't know if you ever read um, Tom DeFalco and I think Paul Ryan is the artist did a fantastic four run back in the mid 90s and he wrote it for six six or five years 60 issues and he did events like killing off Reed Richards right. where he stayed dead for better part of two years right. and to see that type of events happening in campus it just doesn't happen anymore you know what I mean yeah and not only that but when I was growing up I didn't have to relate to the heroes in the sense that they were young like me. Like Captain America was not a teenager or, or yeah. and Peter Parker wasn't even, he was no longer a teenager, but he was already in college. He had a job. He had girlfriends. He was never some punk teenage. Only the, the back issues I would read, he was that young. So I say that to say this, like I didn't have to relate, but I did aspire. They did inspire me. Like Captain America inspired me to be a good person. Peter Parker inspired me to be a good person and fight against impossible odds, even when I felt depressed or down and out. But I didn't have to relate to them specifically. And so now with a lot of modern comics with Marvel and DC, I don't feel that sense of inspiration. And I don't think my kids aspire to be some of these characters like, like we did. There's no, there's, right. not, there's, very, there's very little hope in, in feeling good, even when they're getting beat up or there's like a big thing going on. Like back then we always felt hope enjoy at the end of it even when peter parker was kind of a downer and for a while captain america was a downer too i mean i read all the old stuff with my kids and he's like you know he's living in an apartment for like three dollars a week and like some <laughs> hole, hole in the wall in new york city and you know we're like wow he was really down on his luck back then but you still felt like steve rogers knew that like things can be better and peter parker felt like things can get better and that's why they kept on fighting and i don't always get that sense when i read comics nowadays and another thing that my kids even don't like, comics nowadays, they're supposed to be pictures and words. There's comics now where there's so little words in it. I grew up learning how to read by reading comics because if I didn't know what Reed, the word Reed Richards was saying, guess what happened? I went to the dictionary yep. and I looked up that word and I actually learned how to read. And so now like one of the complaints that I've heard about some people for Punk Taco is that there's a lot of words in the book. But traditionally, teachers, comic books have a lot of words. But teachers tell me they like it because it's got a lot of words in it. Because kids, young kids, want to read as well as look at nice pictures. Yeah. So I think a lot of modern comics are losing kids because first, it's expensive, and then they could flip through it in two minutes and read it, and they're well, not getting anything from it. <laughs> exactly. You know, I. I and that's I, not the down modern comics. No, I mean, no. they're, they're, they're beautifully drawn. They're, they're well written. I have a lot of respect for, you know, a lot of my peers that do the big two comics in right. that style. Um, but I believe that every age from the silver age, golden age up to the present, there's great stories, but you need to read them in the context of their times. Absolutely. You know, there's um, DC just put out a big anthology about their, their super pets. So you got crypto and streaky and the comic and, Yes, they are silly, crazy little zany silver story, but they can be fun to read. Just like I'm reading 
Dwight Thomas's um, All Stars crowd at Infinity Incorporated, and going, darn, I forgot they have a lot of words in these comic books, and we're yeah, there's a lot, a lot of words. I'm like, it takes me a while to go through one of these issues, yeah, especially so. if you get like a good Roy Thomas story. I mean, like, you know, there's tons of words in these 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 books. It's, but those comics awesome. are still entertaining. You know, when I read that, um, I just we were talking about it again. It's a fantastic floor run with uh, um, DeFalco. I remember reading back at times like, man, this is this is some heavy stuff going on. And I read it for the first time after all these, I'm going, wow. You know, X number of years, decades later, like over 20 years, I'm like, this stuff really still reads well. It's a good written yeah. comic book. Things happened and it was like, wow. I was really impressed with some of the older right. stuff. And I, I miss thought bubbles. Like now they just yes. have like the boxes. But to me, I always prefer thought bubbles. Me and, too. And we wrote Punk Taco in that format. I mean, because McConnell enjoys reading the older books we get the omnibuses and we read those and his younger brother who's six now we're starting out with the fantastic four so we're like on issue nine and you, you know like you you have to think about the context of the times but also the the mentality of the reader too not exactly. to say that it's just for kids no well like you say like the sense of fun like yeah some of the jack kirby stuff is utterly ridiculous and, and mccona and i are now reading we got the big um the fourth world collections, there's two yes. books and it has everything in order the way it's supposed to be, you know, acknowledged. And so some of it's really heavy and some of it's just crazy wacky. Yes. But as a kid, or if you just want to have a good time, I mean, it's good stuff. Good I mean, stuff. Good reading. Adam, uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we end this? No, thank you for having me. Thank you for everybody, everybody that's watching in and listening. I appreciate it. And I hope that you'll check out Punk Taco and give it a chance. Thanks again. I hope to have you again, again doing more stuff with the podcast. Thanks Definitely. for coming on. No, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.